Every vehicle needs a good tire, Lightning. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're uh, slammed, lifted, or stock. It's tires that get you down the road, my friend. It's a uh, well-made tire. It's a tire with uh, good compound and uh, multiple plies, both in the sidewall and the tread. It's a tire that doesn't have a lot of squirm, but also is resilient to bruising and uh, sidewall bubbles and uh, pinch flats and things like that. It's a tire that makes uh, copious amounts of uh, smoke when... Uh, Heat it up while rotating at speed and uh, gooing and melting all over itself like a grilled cheese sandwich that has been on the skillet way too long. I want a tire that, when it heats up, starts to make that copious amount of smoke lighting. I want a tire that starts to melt asphalt right on down to the whatever that base foundation they lay before they throw the tar on it. That's what I want, lightning. <laughs> I actually don't remember most of that. So that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Truck Show Podcast, by the way. I'm Lightning. He's Holman. That audio was from uh, JJ Smokes Tires on uh, TikTok, and someone hijacked that audio from the Truck Show Podcast. Oh, you didn't make that? I did not Wait, know that. Wait, somebody used my likeness without right letting here. me know? Look right down there in the in the right-hand corner. See that? JJ Smokes did, Tires. Did he tag me? Yes, he did. You oh. didn't see it. And no. then I reposted it on at Truck Show Podcast on the Instagram, and I tagged you, and you still didn't see it. No, this week I was so busy that I haven't really been on uh, my... Uh, on, the gra- on the gram? On the gram very much, and so I, I must have missed a lot of things. I'm I, I'm <laughs> actually really disappointed that I missed that. I kind of like uh, Holman becoming memes. I'm going to do more of that. Oh, wait, so. here it is. Oh, look at you that. You found it? Uh, Chip and Salsa, our friend Rich up in Hollister, uh, tagged me in the response. He says, ah, ha, 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 ha. said, dubbed so well, I thought it was Sean B. Holman who was actually doing this to one of Big KJ's trucks. And then Big Cage, uh, obviously, KJ Jones. Of uh, huh. diesel power and uh, yeah, truck truck and all that. Uh, well, what the hell? So that happened. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, so that. So that happened. So Holman was a meme. <laughs> so I, I went to his page on Instagram at JJ Smokes Tires, and I said, uh, at JJ Smokes Tires, well done. Do you listen to the Truck Show podcast? I don't know. Maybe he just found your rant and then coupled it with, I guess we didn't even see what that was. So JJ Smokes Tires has, a, what was that, an F-250 or something? Yeah, well, OBS Ford. Uh, OBS Ford. Just- uh, 350 because I had a dually... Uh- Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Right? It, was, it was a dually and just laying down all kinds of uh, rubber and smoke with uh, nasty burnouts. And he was opening the, the door or holding the phone out so you could see everything just billowing it into the wind. Hmm. Uh, just copious amounts of uh, tire smoke while, uh, while Holman goes on that rant. M- more copious. Uh, just It was an amazing amount. It was more than copious. It was, uh, it, le- what, what it was it, almost legend. Would have cost him some tires, I think. It was, uh, yeah, he better have a tire sponsor after that. So uh, you have your audio, mm-hmm. and I have my audio. All right, Holman, while you're queuing up your audio there, I wanted just to let you know what good timing I have. I think I my timing is so impeccable. Like, I'm just the right guy in the right place at the right time. I mean, who else do you know would buy a more fuel-efficient vehicle when gas prices are so low? Oh, wait. <laughs> I just bought a 10-mile-per-gallon vehicle when gas prices 
are seven dollars a gallon. Uh, I got almost fifteen going to Vegas in mine. Did you really? Yeah. I was going uh, sixty-five miles an hour there because I was caravanning to go do this. I saw that video. That was awesome. That is me in the passenger seat of Ryan Arciero's number 32 Herps Smith fabricated trophy truck hitting the whoops at 117 miles an hour. (laughs) Dude, I saw that Instagram clip that you put up. And I was going to guess you were doing between 90 and 110. You're doing a buck 17. Yeah, we turned on the telematics because it was so bouncy I couldn't see what we were actually doing. So it's going to be in a future episode uh, of the Truck Show podcast. I'm actually uh, got an interview with Ryan Arciero uh, talking about trophy trucks. And then uh, Todd Gorsuch, who anybody who follows desert racing, was instrumental in the beginning of the terrible Herps reign with the infamous Landshark Truggy. And so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, and uh, the guys invited me out. One more little uh, clip to, uh, to wet your whistle. This is, uh, so uh, Ryan was kind enough to take me in his truck, the number 32 trophy truck, and then uh, also took me for a ride in the 6100 spec truck class truck, which is the same chassis more or less as the trophy trucks, but instead of having a 1,200 horsepower Gibbs V8, it has a, I think, 550 horsepower LS3. Uh, but this is uh, just about 100 miles an hour. What is that? What's the static? Wind. <laughs> yes. Uh, all I can tell you is freaking epic. I, I I can't describe to you how much that ruins a man on uh, on anything else ever. The fact that you could be at a 45-degree angle and all four tires are still on the ground. The fact that there was a turn we took that sticks in my mind that it was a 90-degree. Well, instead of just pitching it sideways around the corner, Ryan drifted it about 220 degrees all the way around this this uh, turn. Backwards, so he's facing the wrong way. No, 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 no. It, it was a big wide turn, okay. and he came, basically ran through it and came around to straighten out on another road, except there were three-foot-high berms in the way. And he drifted that entire time soaking up all those berms at like 60 miles an hour. Tell me you were scared. You had to be No, scared. I wasn't. I was like, oh. Really? I mean- the first few minutes I got in, I was like, oh, I'm going to puke or I'm going to crap my pants or no, it was great. About about two minutes in and I had a, a friend of mine be like, dude, Ryan Arciero, if you're going to go for a trophy truck ride, that's the dude. Like, like go have fun. I was like, sweet. So uh, so this you know, was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, bucket list for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, Ryan is a, a, a top tier Baja racer and has been for quite a while and uh, couldn't be more gracious and... Uh, he didn't. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, there's a guy who was there to buy a Herb Smith truck. They're like five hundred thousand dollars, I guess, before you even include the maintenance and all the things that come with it, right? Like just the chassis, right? Just the truck. And uh, the, he gave him a ride. And in the same spot, he only went 110 miles an hour. Like he did not hold back on my ride at all. Like we were probably eight tenths, nine tenths. Uh, I'm not going to say we were race speed because I know he's you know not going to uh, push it too far. But dude. We were in the air, like feet off the ground, dozens of times. And some of those times, I'm looking out the window of the passenger side I'm sitting on, and that is the direction we're flying, only to land and then go the other way. (laughs) 
I mean, it's just there's nothing to describe what a trophy truck feels like. So then I took the TRX. Did you hit anything that you thought was going to damage your spleen? Uh, no, I mean, they, they ride they ride pretty good. They're, they, listen, I still felt like I was in a car crash the day after and took plenty of Advil. Uh, but it's remarkably smooth. The The huge hits aren't aren't as bad as you think. There's G outs and stuff that you tense, you know, you pucker your rear and nothing comes of it. But afterwards, the terrible Herbs crew was like, dude, dude. Okay, so I show up at the spot and I came in with the TRX sideways and then like there was like little no, bit. No, don't tell me you were trying to show up. A little bit Please of woes between everybody. Tell me. Oh dear God! Please, you no, were so trying my, to show No, off. my buddy Mark, who set this whole thing up, is riding with me, and he goes, "Dude, dust him, dust him!" So everybody was like, "That was awesome!" And there's like dust everywhere, right? And so he's like, "You endeared yourself to them because you came in sideways, you dusted him like you didn't care, and then you were drinking whiskey and smoking cigars at the bar on the way out." So like, they like you. I was like, "Sweet, all right, I'm in." But at the end, they're like, dude, take the TRX over the whoops. Take the TRX over the whoops. Oh, no, you didn't, did you? So here's me taking the TRX over the whoops. <laughs> of course you did. You can hear them all laughing. That was me doing 40 miles an hour <laughs> after uh, Ryan did 117. How did that 40 feel? It was. It felt like the TRX was a giant pile of crap. Oh, really? No, I mean the, the TRX is awesome, but I mean you're just like, it, it's so different. Well, I mean the wheel travel between twelve inches versus thirty, uh, thirty-six in the rear and twenty-four in the front. Of course, yeah. And so then apparently, <laughs> listen to this one. <laughs> what was that? That was the following day when uh, Troy Herbs, famous uh, trophy truck driver took his brand-new Ford Bronco for the same whoops. So he got the good <laughs> out of it, too. So Ouch. everybody was cheering. So anyway, more to come on that. But uh, I, uh, our good friend Jason Gonerman uh, from, uh, from Truck Trend Four-Wheeler, he's a huge desert race guy. He's always wanted to be in a trophy truck. I literally called him and said, hey, just so you know, I'm not humble bragging. This is flat-out freaking in-your-face dra- uh, bragging. I just went 117 with Ryan Arciero in a trophy truck, and he just writes back, bastard. That's what I would have written back. <laughs> All right, on this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, number two, 17, is that what we're on? Oh, my God. Yep. We are checking in with uh, Jeremy Stevens, owner of Shine Supply. Now, Jeremy was a detailer for close to 20 years and then started a, a detail supply company, as the name implies. But we're going to get to the bottom of ceramic coatings. At least I want to. Because I I wanted to come at it from, after our last conversations, I think, what last episode, right? Yeah, a couple ago. Where we were, you had some... Thoughts about ceramic coatings, and you know, are they are they all what they're made out to be? And uh, and I don't know. And I'm going to be getting a new truck here soon. Knock on wood. Hopefully, if everything goes all right. And I don't know if I should wrap it or ceramic coat it. But we're going to get into that with Jeremy because I think he's got a uh, a good point of view as a detailer, someone who's worked on cars with all sorts of coatings, etc. All right. And in addition to uh, Jeremy over at Shine Supply, we've got uh, the news and uh, some five star hotline. Uh, Voicemails that you guys left for us, but of course we have to thank Nissan, who is our presenting sponsor. Nissan's been with us for uh, almost four years now. If you're in the market for a brand new truck, you're going to want to check out the Nissan Titan, the Nissan Titan XD, or the Nissan Frontier. The Nissan Titan and Titan XD come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Both trucks come with Nissan's awesome Fender audio systems, zero-gravity seats, zero-gravity seats, 
and Utilitrack bed tie downs in the bed and Utilitrack tie downs in the bed. And hey, the Frontier best in class horsepower, 310 horsepower from a dual overhead cam, direct injected 3.8 liter V6, backed by a nice speed automatic transmission. My favorite truck in both of those, Pro 4X. So if you're looking for a truck to take off roading, Head on down to your local Nissan dealer or head to Nissan USA where you can build and price your Nissan truck. And Holman, what do you do when your dashboard just doesn't give you the information that you're looking for? Maybe it doesn't show you boost. Maybe it doesn't show you your transmission selected gear. Maybe it doesn't show you trans temp for that well, matter. What if you uh, want to get all that information and more? Or what if you just don't have the real estate for, I don't know, 40 gauges? <laughs> 40 analog gauges. Just everywhere. Headliner, <laughs> visor, Dude, cup have, holder. By the way, there's a, a photo that I posted on Banksy. A pillar, B pillar. Yeah, I posted up on the uh, the Instagram uh, some time ago where it, the guy had analog gauges and it was just his entire. It looked dashboard. like a, a airplane or a yes. Peterbilt. No, it looked like it, an airplane, but it was it was all he had to do like sheets of flat stainless stock, <laughs> so he could just have all of this real estate. Do you think he for- laid it out? And he went, damn, I put that one in the wrong spot. I just don't care about that. Do you one know that what's much. funny is that he had forty gauges r- thereabout, and I thought. All of those could have been handled by one iDash. One I'm not even joking. Yeah, one iDash. Up to eight parameters on five different pages if you're looking for an awesome gauge. And by the way, it takes analog and digital inputs. Yep. It's a super smart gauge. And if you get the Data Monster version, you can data log. And if you get the Data Monster version of the iDash, you can data log, well, for up, a, up to a month, depending on your card size. You could record up to 100 parameters simultaneously at 20 samples per second for over a month. And then how would you go through that data? Uh, you'd have to export it into like the largest database mi- mi- Microsoft Excel spreadsheet <laughs> you've ever seen. Dude, I've, I've printed out columns before on 11 by 17. No, uh-huh. we did it on our giant plotter. Oh, the, 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 our 60-inch wide plotter. Yeah. And imagine 20 columns, okay, 20 columns per second. And if you have 100, that's your, your, your rows. You, so you've got 100 rows at 20 columns wide. That's just one second. Yeah. That's 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 a lot. Yes. Maybe you don't need that much. Uh, well, Maybe then, you do. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, if you're a racer, then you need it. You All know? right. Well, here's the deal. If you're looking for a gauge that'll fit in any standard 52 millimeter, which is a two and a 16th gauge hole, you're going to want to check out the iDash. You'll find no other gauge that's this flexible, this valuable, or has this much information. Head over to bankspower.com. And if you've got a vehicle that's 2008 or newer, it'll plug right on in. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, whoa, whoa. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, uh, you think that Omar, when he recorded this jingle, this intro to our, our podcast, uh-huh. do you think he ever foresaw it being downloaded millions of times. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of bad singing. Right? That is a lot of bad singing. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't sing, but uh, put together a hell of a jingle. No, I meant our listeners. Oh, that's- Who are singing yeah. along oh, with it. Oh, maybe or, so. or us. Maybe they are good singers. Maybe it's just or you and I are that are awful. Wow, yeah, that's probably yeah. true. All right, Holman, what'd you say about uh, calling Jeremy Stevens from Shine Supply up there in Ventura, California and talking uh, detail supplies? Uh, only if he can answer the question that uh, we bantered back and forth a few episodes ago of, is uh, ceramic coating worth it, or is it snake oil? You think he knows? I think he's probably detailed a bunch of cards. Well, I, let's find out. All right. 
Hey, Holman. Hey, what's going on? It is, uh, it's lightning and Holman. No, no, no. No, no, no we're, he two are, of us. No, he and I are just going to have a good conversation. No. We don't need you. You want me to step out? Well, I mean, you were talking about <laughs> how you're losing your voice earlier, and I thought, well, this is my opportunity to not have you on the show. You, are you trying to ditch me? I'm the one that came up with this guest. I'm the one that found, well, it was a listener who I DM'd me. say a listener, but did he DM you or the Truck Show Podcast? No, this one I think was me, actually, <laughs> at right. LBC All right, well, all right. then you can stay. Okay. Oh, thanks. You're I welcome. appreciate that. <laughs> Jeremy's stepping into a cat fight. He's like, what did I just join here? I'm all, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Give me a heads up next time. <laughs> no, it's all good. So uh, we got Jeremy Stevens on the phone from Shine Supply, but first we've got a quick intro. Don't move. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? With your job and get a loan, and don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if you could hear that, Jeremy, but that uh, intro is all about being an entrepreneur. There will always yeah, be I, another crappy job when this fails. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeremy, you were recommended yeah. to us uh, by one of our listeners. We had a conversation on our last episode about uh, ceramic coatings. And I know, yep. well, at least I... And I, detailing in general. And detailing so we'll, in general. Give, give him the genesis of it. The genesis of it was you're buying a new truck uh -huh. and you plan on taking it off-road. And so you're worried about pinstriping and things like that because it's an expensive, nice truck. And you Desert like to keep pinstriping, it not actual right. pinstriping, because right. right. that's ridiculous. Well, who, would, unless, who, would, who would pinstripe? <gasps> I have a great story. Remind me later about my mom and pinstripes. I, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't yeah, know okay. if that's appropriate for the show. <laughs> no, it is. It okay. Is. All right. Check it, check it out. All right. I'll write it down. Uh, so anyway, we were talking about it, and I'm like, well, my understanding <clears> is ceramic coating is great from a standpoint of keeping your vehicle shiny and, and clean and able to get bird crap and stuff like that off of it, but it doesn't prevent scratches. And so we had a little back and forth and we thought, well, if we mm -hmm. had a detailer who lives in that world, who can kind of walk us through both the traditional detail process and maybe what your experience is with dealing with ceramic, what are your thoughts? We'd love to, we'd love for you to uh, educate us. I mean, because Jeremy, if we had yeah. uh, like a ceramic coating company on the phone, of course, they're going to give us all the pros of ceramic coating, as you would expect. For sure. But you've done tens of thousands of cars, both non-ceramic coated and ceramic coated. So that's where we wanted to start. And then, of course, we'll get into some of your products and, and, and how we can, you know, detail our cars properly. Well, I got some great insight because, yeah, I am a detailer 26 years professionally, and then I do sell products. So I have both sides, you know, so I'm going to have a very right down the middle, straightforward approach to it. So you're right, ceramic coating... It doesn't prevent scratching. What it does is, in very simple terms, is it creates a hardened sacrificial barrier on top of your clear coat. So compare that to a wax or paint sealant, you know, that's been out for decades. You know, you apply it, it dries to a haze, and then we wipe off the haze, right, guys? And it leaves behind like a transparent film. Are you supposed to wipe that, that haze down. off? Yes, you're supposed to wipe the haze off. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I just figured out yeah. all that wax buildup. It's, you can see the pinstripes going through <laughs> from the bushes. You just wipe all that off with the mm. dust. No? Yeah, that's where You've you get those weird looks at the stoplights. <laughs> yeah, so that's just leaving behind like a transparent film. And it breaks down a little bit each time you wash it. It breaks down with UV exposure. We're coating. If you could kind of picture a flexible very thin glass type layer laying down on top of your paint. That's what a professional ceramic coating is doing. So it's just creating a sacrificial barrier. So it can still get scratched. It can still get, you know, marring from improper washing, 
but typically some of that you know that damage is typically just happening in the coating layer rather than directly into your clear coat okay interesting now is there a way to buff a ceramic coating <clears throat> to to take that sacrificial uh, layer that's been scratched up and smooth it back out or do you use a ceramic product on top of that to fill in where the scratches are? How does that work? Yeah, it just depends on the on the the depth of the scratches. You know, like back to the pinstripe. You go out and run some heavy bushes down the side. You're going to have to re-compound the vehicle, and that's going to completely remove the coating off, and you're going to be starting back over at square one. You know, it's still helping. Probably take some of that impact that the scratches were having to say how much. It's hard to say, but yeah, a compound's going to remove it now. There are polishes out there that are compatible with ceramic coating. So if you do get some light defects in the surface, you can typically polish them out of the ceramic coating layer and be in good shape. Then put like a booster product kind of on top and be back to square one. I'm going to tell you right now and be super honest with you. There's nothing Uh light about the defects on this show. <laughs> no, Nothing they, like, yeah. no, they they run deep. They're, they're heavy defects. <laughs> yeah. Two of them, heavy defects. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great band name. Yeah, heavy heavy well, defects, I'm, right? We should play I'm, the Palladium. I'm the third one now, so <laughs> <laughs> the three of us. It's a triplet. Heavy defects yeah. playing tonight at the Palladium. I'm gonna play the kazoo. Just that's right, the, the kazoo. Yeah, that's the only one I can play. I'm gonna. I've got tambourine. What are you? What are you taking, Jeremy? What instrument? Uh, I'll be a cymbal. A symbol. That's a horrible band. We are not. Yeah, just woo, loud, we're not in the last one. Obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> a kazoo and a symbol alone are are, are that's that's uh, that's a hell for my ear holes. So let me ask you this. All right, based yeah. on what you're telling me, is that the the ceramic coating, it's great for making your car truck easier to detail, but really it's so thin and it's not as durable as we are led to believe. Maybe through the marketing exactly. of these ceramic companies, is that true? It's not. I mean, it's it's incredible as far as protection, like compared to just a carnauba wax or a traditional liquid paint sealant. It's superior compared to those, but it is not what our industry has presented it to be through the marketing. It's it's not scratch proof. It does require some specific maintenance. It's not hard maintenance, but you know, it needs specific maintenance. It needs to be cared for. It's not. So it's not a it's set not and forget product. It's not something no, it's that not, you just get done and you walk away from and go, I don't have to worry about my car. It's ceramic coated. I'm done. No, it's not. To be honest, it's actually the opposite. So if you get your vehicle coated, you're typically spending $1,000 or more because you've had paint correction done prior to that to get the paint up to speed. When you have a detail done like that, you're going to actually want to maintenance it even more specifically after making that investment. So again, it's not hard maintenance. It's easy, you know, but it's like, there's specific soaps that are compatible with ceramic coatings and um, you want to wash it properly so that you don't put swirl marks back into your coating layer. Let's say, guys, you take your mitt and you scrub the bottom of the vehicle with that mitt. You take that same mitt, come up on the side, the tops of the car. You just described you just every pay and spray in the world where somebody up. takes the yeah. uh, <laughs> the wheel brush All the grit. and starts yep. to scrape oh. their, their paint right after I, they did the wheel yeah. brush. Oh, no. I it, just indicted both of you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We know it's like, oh, Dude, that, I just I just hear this when I, oh. Dude, dude listen. It's, Straight it's, up. It's, it's, I saw that. I was at the pay and spray the other day. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to get grab the, the brush, huh? No, no, no. I watched. I was in line, right? Because it, it was a busy day. It was like right after Santa Ana wins. So, like, everybody's cars torched from. Gritty, yeah, yeah. Right? So, I see this dude who looks like he'd been overlanding for about six months. 
And he's out there, and his you know, clods are falling off, and he's scrubbing his wheels with the with the fo- or with the uh, the big brush, not the wheel brush, of course, right? And I watch this mm-hmm. girl, brand new BMW, black paper plates, rolls in right after, takes that same brush, no! and just starts scrubbing no! her. I'm like, oh, stop, Ouch. stop, oh uh. no, what have you done? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it it hurt a little bit being a car guy. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, it's that's got. I mean, if people didn't do that, then Jeremy may not have a job detailing, right? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> no. Nah. Hey, you know, literally at our detail shop, you know, because we have two companies, we have an active detail shop, and then we have Shine Supplier Product Line. We'll get done doing a paint correction and ceramic coating, and I have a window hanger, and several other companies. We're not the only people to do this. It's a window hanger. When they take that car to the dealership for some type of service they'll hang this window hanger up and it literally instructs the dealership to not do their free wash because the car has been corrected and coated. Don't touch yeah, my car. Yeah, because they're going to take it in the back, right? And typically grab a truck brush and just go to town. And then you're true. Then you're just going to mar up, you know, this investment you have. What I, but, what I didn't think about Jeremy is that you said something earlier where you did a paint before you get the ceramic coating. Well, mm-hmm. I should back up even further. I've seen a lot of trucks that have been ceramic coated. A, a friend of mine has this beautiful garnet. I think it's called Garnet Red. Yep. It's a, a GMC Denali. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it looks deep and wet. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that ceramic coating. Well, it's not necessarily the ceramic coating. What I'm getting from you is that he had such a good paint correction, right? A clay wax and whatever else he did before the, the ceramic is that that's really what looks good and not necessarily the ceramic. Is that, am I off base? Ceramic you're, seals it in? You're 100% accurate. Let me just correct like the steps without going too far into it. So uh, the process prior to applying the ceramic coating, which is what we're referring to as paint correction, would be a clay, a compound of choice to, to address the defects, follow that with a polish to create that really high gloss, and then you're putting your layer of ceramic coating on this canvas, so to speak, that you have just dialed in and got this nice clarity, ultimate gloss, you got the defects out, then you put your hardened layer of protection over that, and then you properly maintain that, it will reward you for years. So that is the benefit of coating. It'll reward you for years without having to go back and redo that. But the reward is 100% based on how you maintain that and it's what our industry hasn't done a great job talking about the maintenance they've just bragged on the on the kind of front side like yeah coach your car does this 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 and that and then people are kind of left after that like well wait you know why is it getting little defects in it and stuff like this well it's because they weren't talked to about how to wash it properly how to maintenance it properly they just kept going back to the the coin op scrub brush or the drive through, you know, the yeah, resemble that. wash, right? <laughs> hey, sometimes those guys like, with yeah, the Jeep, just we're just that. too far gone and we just, we just <laughs> hang our heads and know that there's no going back. Well, so let me ask yeah. your opinion, Jeremy. So I get my brand new truck, hopefully in mid April. I'm at a crossroads. I either, I, I'm not going to leave it unprotected. I'm either going to ceramic coat it or I'm going to put a clear expel layer all over it. And Got I know it. they're, they're yeah. radically different. And I don't know which I want to do. One will repair rocks and sand and things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well the paint will last under that adhesive over or time. Or if it turns yellow. Or if it turns yellow. Or brittle. I, I don't think they – some turn yellow. I, I don't know. I know that I'm Jeremy not saying will have spell, but I'm saying that you, there are those bras in that plastic material. The other thing is yeah. with rock chips and stuff – 
it'll it'll turn it into um, like uh, for example on my Wrangler the rear fender flare has a little piece of that clear bra type material over it for rock deflection from the front wheels because they stick out so far with the fenders and so gladiators yeah. have them and Wranglers have them it'll get all sorts of holes and pitting from the rocks being flung at it so my concern is if you don't get a thick enough one like it'll just become rough in texture because it'll get pitted by the sand yeah. if you drive it. And the other downside to the coatings, like like uh, the 3M and Avery or Expel, they all make them, is that they only lose last clarity. a couple of years. Yeah, they lose clarity. Um, yeah. And, and, and they're super porous. So when you do get droppings and such on them, like bird droppings, they actually stain it. I've seen it stain <clears throat> before. So yeah. that's something that I don't mm-hmm. think you would necessarily have on a ceramic coating. So there's all these pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Or you do what I do and get yeah. a 1942... Uh, Ford GPW uh, flat fender and just don't care. Well, my cars are shiny and pretty. Two of my cars are shiny and pretty. Yes. Actually, that's not true. So All right, let, let, let me answer that before you guys go down your hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's such a good question. Let me unpack it from experience. Um, I have a 2019 GMC Denali. It is the ebony midnight metallic black. It's beautiful. Um, it's GM black. It's a pain. And then you know what to take care of. Okay. So when I got it, I had these same crossroads of the decisions you're saying, like how much PPF, and that's what I'm referring to as pain protection film, expel, whatever brand you choose to pick, you know, how much am I going to cover in PPF and what areas am I going to ceramic coat? So my take on PPF, this, this is really based on preference. Okay. But my take on that is I want to use paint protection film for areas, especially where I'm going to get rock chips, because it's phenomenal in its protection to get that against that. Even if you nick the film, it's taking the brunt of that rock. And instead of chipping your paint, it's just chipping in that film typically. So like lower rocker panels, all your frontal facing parts, you know, like if I have a color match bumper, all that headlights, all that's going to get PPF, mirror caps. But outside of that, guys, I really like ceramic coating because I personally want that gloss and that clarity consistent. And I have noticed over the years, I used to have a white uh, Silverado 1500 white. After a couple of years, that film does not have the same clarity. Now, it doesn't yellow anymore like some of the older stuff. You know, the technology's come a long ways. But you just lose some clarity. Now, if your only goal is like, look, man, I just don't want any rock chips. I don't really care if it doesn't have that ultimate gloss and shine all the time. Then, yeah, wrap your whole car in PPF. Or if you're going to take a truck out, you know, a nicer truck out in the desert and run it through bushes, yeah, wrap the bedsides in PPF because, you know, that's going to take all that abuse. But you're right. PPF is porous and it can still get some water spot etching in it and stuff like that. So it, it definitely has its vulnerabilities as well. But the biggest one to me is that over about a year, two years, depending on the environment that vehicle's subject to, you lose clarity in the PPF where the coating, man, that stuff stays incredibly crisp, glossy. And to me, that's how I want my vehicle to look. Wow. Okay. That's about the most thorough answer someone could provide. Lightning, you look like you just had a uh, religious experience listening to that. I kind of did. Yeah, I almost was like, hello? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's (laughs) the quietest Lightning's been in four years of the show. (laughs) I was processing it. You know, I I mean, I saw your shoulders lift 
Well, well, I didn't think of picking and choosing. He, he just brought up, you know, where the the area is subject to all the rocks I and blend them scrapes. Together. Yeah. Now you're going down another rabbit hole. They each, oh, man. Serve, they each serve a purpose. Um, you can't say one's better than another. Uh, some got some people in our industry want to say that. I don't. I don't think that's a proper evaluation because they both serve two different purposes. And I've seen it from a detailer's perspective. They both have pros and cons. So to say this one's superior, it's just not accurate. Do you have opinions about brands, ceramic coatings or PPFs? I'm obviously going to be a little biased because I have my own ceramic coating brand. So I'm not going to be that guy. That's just not how I roll. Okay. And say ours is the best and this and that. Uh, I like to let our customers say those kind of things. So if your um, customer okay, wanted but, to brag about you, but, what but, would they say? Let me say this. From my experience as an active detailer and a realist, meaning like I'm going to give stuff an honest opinion because I'm putting it on customers' cars. I'm not just selling stuff. Our current series, our Beadlock Pro lineup, is some of the best ceramic coating that I've used in our industry. There's several good coatings out there, um, but personally, it's very user-friendly, meaning you know, I, even if somebody's a first-time uh, person applying it, it's very user-friendly. Um, it's durable. It does everything that it, that it says it's supposed to do, and I've seen it prove itself. So it's a great product, but again, there's several other great coatings out there. Um, as far as PPF guys, I wouldn't be able to dabble in really what the best, I know there's pros and cons with expel. Um, but I will tell you from some very close friends that I have that do install PPF a lot. What I've heard from them is, and I've seen this for myself is expel has a little bit more texture to it. The film where a brand like SunTech is known to, have less less texture, meaning you're going to get a more clarity out of the out of the film, right? So the less texture the film has, you're going to get more clarity, you know, out of the color and that pop of that paint. Where a film that has more texture, you're going to lose a little bit of that clarity. So if you're somebody that, you know, that matters, that is some feedback that I've heard. I know Expel's cutting edge with their patterns meaning their stuff fits really tight. You know, they got, they have the best patterns in the industry and I have no affiliation with them. So that's just real talk from no, that's again, great. being I mean, connected with guys that apply it. That so. is, that's why we reached out. We know that uh, those cars are running through, you know, it's, it's Steven's detail, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. And so sure. you're, you were talking about the B-Lock Pro Ceramic, the paint coating, um, it's on your website at shinesupply.com. Mm -hmm. You just go into the collections, shop, et cetera. It's all there. You've got quite a few products. I want to talk about your products in a second, but do you do this application? Obviously, at, at Stevens, you'll apply this ceramic coating. And mm -hmm. if I'm a newbie, and I am a newbie, I've never applied a ceramic coating other than like spray bottle style that's mixed in with your wax, which is pretty easy to, you know, you just spray on, rub off, right? Walk me through putting this Beadlock Pro Ceramic on a truck. And let me say a couple other things just for the benefit of you guys and even our listeners. Um, this will be really helpful. So what's happening now is that you have all these ceramic sprays. You can find them on the shelves of Walmart and all kinds of these box stores. I'm sure you guys have seen them, you know, ceramic fortified detail sprays. Do you know how many of those things I've gotten for free that are just sitting in my oh garage my gosh, on the yeah. shelf? So without going too far down that rabbit hole, let me make a couple comments to help bring an understanding to those listening. Those ceramic spray products are water-based. We have one as well. It's called Punch It. 
It's a, it's a water-based ceramic detail spray. So it's basically water and then it's fortified with some SO2, silica, however you want to word it. We'll just say ceramic to keep it relevant. Those are not even close to comparable to a professional coating that you're going to find in like a 30 mil bottle, 50 mil, 100 mil. Okay, so professional ceramic coating, guys, is solvent-based. So in those little glass jars of a pro coating, you have solvent and then you have ceramic material. When you apply it to the paint, the solvent is flashing off once it's exposed to the air and the humidity. It's flashing off. That's what you're coming through with your microfiber towels and leveling off. And your ceramic material is bonding to the paint. They're very highly concentrated of the ceramic material. Um, you know, 35%, 40% and plus part of the ceramic. Where these water-based products can be down in the 8%, 10%. Make sense so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just... So it's it's basically, guys, just to put it in real simple terms, it's, it's like comparing a spray wax in a bottle to a can of carnauba wax that has a ton more carnauba in it. It's exactly what's happening in the coating industry. Now we have sprayable coatings, these water-based sprayable coatings. They're great, but they're only a few months of protection and they're not setting up hard on the surface. Okay, so let's just take that and now we'll tie it into B-Lock Pro. So I kind of already answered half of that. When you apply B-Lock Pro to the paint, you're simply you know, pouring some product out of that 30, 50 mil bottle, whatever size you choose to get, you're pouring it on the applicator, you're laying it down on the clean surface, the clean polished surface, the solvent is flashing off, it kind of gives a, a rainbow type oil slick look, looks like you've wiped you know, some WD-40 on the surface. As it dries, it starts to look like that, that rainbow look. And you're coming through with a couple towels and you're just leveling off that solvent. And then the ceramic properties are bonding to the clear coat. I feel like I can so go most, open a, a detail business right now no, directly with you. No, I know you. Yeah, you couldn't. No, I'm too lazy. <laughs> and guys, one thing one thing that we've done is um, because the pro t the pro coatings like Beadlock Pro, um, you know, in the smaller you know style bottles, uh, they can be a little intimidating for somebody that's never done it. So what we just came out with is a product called Relock. It's basically just a less concentrated version of one of our pro coatings. And I made, it's like a 15, long, 15 minute long video on our YouTube and I completely break down how to apply it, how to remove it, um, the benefits of it. And it would be so great for somebody that wants to get their feet wet with ceramic coating. You wanna do it yourself. Um, you don't wanna get so invested in, in all the polishing and all this paint correction, but you do want to put something on your vehicle that's more durable than just a wax or a paint sealant. Our Relock has been a great hit for that because it's as easy to apply as a wax, but you're getting all the benefits of a pro ceramic coating. It's just lasting for a shorter term. So we're, we're putting this out there that it's about a good year minimum of protection compared to like B-Lock Pro is measured in years, you know, two, three years. All right, let me ask you a question because I'm going to uh, play devil's advocate here and yeah. be 99% of all truck owners everywhere, maybe 98. Mm -hmm. I have a roached paint job on my two or three-year-old truck because it works. It's dirty. It's dusty. There's snow. 
Uh, it sits outside because it doesn't fit in the garage. And semi-religiously, about every maybe two to three weeks, I take it to the hand car wash and have them do their deal. And then in the meantime, I'll hit it with uh, the pan spray. Mm-hmm. What happens if I go, ooh, look, a bottle of ceramic spray, and I just spray it on my on my roached paint that really needs to be kind of reset and needs to get the, the base layer and have everything professionally done, but it but I'm not doing that. I'm the guy that's going, man, I just want my truck to look nicer so day So wait, night. you're saying what happens if I seal in all the grime? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's stupid. For that guy, what's the, what's the easiest, fastest way to have a decent-looking truck? Wash it. Clay bar real quick, which is super easy to do, and then slap on something like our Relop. It's exactly why I designed it. It's the most simple detail. Just wash the truck really good, run over it with a clay bar, and then apply our Relop. And for people that and don't know, for our listeners that aren't familiar with the clay bar, explain that. Clay bar, yeah. There's such a misconception on that still out there, believe it or not. I um, remember when know, they people, came out by, I think, yeah, it was like Mother's in 1992 like, or something like clay that. clay remove scratches? Like, R- yeah, that, right. What does that do, right? The simplest way to put it, when you wash your vehicle, rinse it, dry it off, and you run your hand over the paint, and it's clean, but it feels kind of rough. Everyone has felt that, right? Like your towel kind of grabs on the surface. It's just... It's not smooth. It's pulling fibers out of your microfiber cloth and leaving them on your door. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, it's kind of yeah. like when, you're, when your wife or yeah. girlfriend rubs your five o'clock shadow. It is a... <laughs> it is yeah, just sense. full, full road rash on right. your hands, okay? That is... The formal word for that is called industrial fallout, bonded contaminants, okay? They do not come off with soap. So what you do is you take a clay bar and some lubricant and run it over the paint with the clay bar and it will completely lift those bonded contaminants and make that paint super buttery smooth. It doesn't remove defects. It doesn't make it shiny. All it does is make it smooth. So then whether you just put a wax over that, a coating, whatever you choose to protect, to put on top of that, now you don't have these bonded contaminants interfering with your protection's ability to bond to the paint. I have a good analogy. It's your lawn, and your three-year-old took a handful of rocks mm-hmm. and threw them in the lawn. Oh. But you can't hit it with a lawnmower until you get all the rocks <laughs> out of it. So the clay, you got a <laughs> so the, the, the clay is pulling the rocks out of your lawn so you can hit it with the lawnmower and smooth it out. That's a good analogy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The super vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, yeah. my lawn and in the it, front it, is fake, it, so I do vacuum my lawn. I, I admit to that. Yeah. Most guys listening probably know, you know, Clay, it's like a stiff Play-Doh almost. It's the trippiest stuff, but. Will Play-Doh um, work? It's a lot cheaper than Clay. No, it won't. Uh, no, no. It won't work. Not so much. Okay. Right. So you've got quite a few offerings here at uh, ShineSupply.com. The, the thing I noticed, though, and you, you touched on it a little earlier, are the stickers that are like. Don't F with this car. You've got door jam stickers in different sizes where you can put, <laughs> you know, notes on them for people. Like, it's funny that because at, at my job, we uh, we have detailers that are OK. And then occasionally trucks go out on the weekends, they get dirty and they um, and they'll get, go through a car wash. And it's amazing how bad they show up back at work. Like, Holman, you talked about, you know, the. The, the, the coin washes or even the hand washes, they're just, they're just making a disaster of your paint. 
So no, 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 no. Yeah. You're making a disaster of your paint. There's nothing. <laughs> well, you the, listen, are. if you bring your bucket, you bring your microfiber, and you use their their uh, deionized water, I mean, you can get an okay, you know, no, wash when, out of it when they're doing it. Oh, you mean at the hand car wash yeah, or the at the mechanical one? Yes, yeah. I'm sorry, I said coin. Like I meant the like tunnel. Yeah, like yeah. The tunnel don't wash. don't do the tunnel. The tunnel's bad. Yeah. The handle yeah, the car wash isn't isn't too it's bad. The usually, tunnel of death. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they they usually use you know decent towels, although they've been washed 500 times and things like that. But you know, most most car hand wash places that have a detail bay are, are okay. You know, you get a decent wash. Yeah, for 30 but let bucks. me say something about those tunnels. You ever been through one of those tunnels and then they have like the lava, the hot lava wax that dumps <laughs> yes. in your car while you're going through? The ones you know that turn your people? gray plastics uh, white when it yeah. when it exits. You know what I tell people, man? I'm like, man, that's like putting on sunscreen in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's hot and there's red flashing lights. <laughs> it's like, it freaking rinses right off. And we're just like, oh my gosh, it's protecting my oh, paint. I paid $2 nope. extra for yeah. that. Now, By the yeah, way, next the- thing you know, they're going to have spray on coating in the tunnels and millions are going to fall for it. You know, how, you know, how dare you? How dare you? Because just down the street from us, I know. we have a tunnel like that that has Elvis in it. And I'm going to pay the extra $2 to watch <laughs> Elvis float by as I uh, get the suds it's, all dude, over my a, ride. It's a $2 disco. That's all it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it's, it's it's cheap daycare for your kids. Just driving through that a couple hey, times. Hey, is that our, is that our yeah. uh, new spinoff band, uh, $2 disco? Yeah, $2 disco. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Or cheap daycare. A cheap daycare. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too, yeah. Yeah. Or Elvis in the Tunnel, for that matter. And, I, and another question about this beadlock pro ceramic. So you've got these, like, a 30 mil kit and a 100 millimeter or milliliter kit. How much do I need on what kind of vehicle? If I'm driving a TR- right, so TRX. You, you could coat your TRX with 130 mil. There you go. So 115 okay. bucks on the website, and I can do it myself. Yep. Now, what's uh, other than the coding? I'm sorry, other than the uh, the prep uh, by a professional shop like yours up in Ventura, what 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 would be the difference of application me versus you, or some guy in his garage versus you who's done 500 of them? So the application of the coding itself is is the same regardless. It's the prep. If somebody was like, look, I don't want to take my vehicle to a detailer to do all the polishing. I want to learn how to do it myself. Obviously, there's tons of videos on YouTube on that. But um, I took some time uh, two years ago during COVID and did a half hour long video on introduction to paint correction. And it is, even though it's, it's a lot of information, I make it very simple. Everyone I've sent it to that has never done this before, they always give me good feedback like, man, that made perfect sense. It was super straightforward. If somebody were to watch that, um, they could get the introduction, the intro to paint correction kit off our site. comes with a DA polisher. Watch that video. Man, you, you'd be in good shape, you know, to get, your, to get a good polish job on your vehicle. And then you could get the Beadlock Pro, apply it, um, be super happy. And that's under Shine Supplies YouTube channel? Shine Supplies YouTube channel. Okay, perfect. So it's 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 how to it's how to perform a paint correction for, for a novice who maybe is casually likes to uh, detail their car on a Sunday, uh, but they're afraid to get into you know the foam pads or or anything abrasive because they don't want to burn or or roach mm-hmm. the uh, clear coat. What's your advice for somebody who wants to learn that skill but doesn't want their trunk lid not to match uh, the rest of their body because uh, all, all the, uh, the curves <laughs> or the right? edges are all, all edges uh, are bright up. metal yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure well um not to be 
you know, broken record, but really that video on intro to pain correction, I cover all that and I cover how to use a DA polisher. What that is, that's a dual action polisher. It's different than the old school rotaries that have a forced rotation. That's how a lot of things got burned back in the day is a rotary has a forced rotation. So that rotation is not merciful at all on edges. Where a, a dual action polish has a rotation, but it's not a forced rotation. So it's not, it's not creating the same amount of friction on the surface as a rotary polisher. It's very forgiving. Um, and the primary movement of it is, is almost like a figure eight, like replicating a hand motion. So they're very user friendly for somebody that has never touched a machine and is intimidated by one. A DA polisher is extremely easy to learn. And that video, I break it down. If the, the weekend warrior guy's like, look, I don't really want to polish it at all. I just want to use some better protection than just like some spray wax or something I've been using. That's really why we made that relock. We call it an express ceramic coating. It is really to meet the need of that niche market where somebody just taking care of their stuff on the weekend, doesn't want to get too involved, doesn't want to do all the polishing, but they want Sean to step Holman. up. From just a <laughs> Sean <walk>. Holman. <laughs> that is you. That is, that's for well, sure. They, it is, yeah. Because all my or stuff. Or they take is... their truck off road yeah, and they see? don't want to spend, you know, they I'm just that guy. don't want to get that involved. I know but I'm going to ruin it next weekend again. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. That's our relock. That is. All right. I, it, I'm going to get on the site niche. and uh, order a bottle of relock because uh, that that may be my only salvation. Because I'm, I am I look at it and I'm sad because I like my paint looking nice. And I'm the type of guy where I want my vehicle clean in the city. And I never leave on a road trip with a dirty vehicle. I can't do it. Every time I'll take it to the car wash the night before. If I'm going on a five-day off-road trip, it doesn't matter. I have to start clean, and it's got to be clean when it's in my driveway if I'm driving around the city. That's just how I am. But <laughs> Yeah, you're, but, you'll love that stuff. Yeah, that being said is I don't. I also don't want to do, do a $500 detail when I know I'm just going to go ruin it next time I go out. Exactly. Hey, how does um, the relock work with uh, hard water spots from, like, sprinklers? No, the minerals, the minerals in water. It will etch glass, as you guys know, and glass is harder than any product that we can put on your paint. So if it can etch your glass on your vehicle, it can etch through anything. There, there's a lot of so vehicles, our, like we test, you know, a lot of cars that are built in Detroit or the Midwest, and we'll get mm -hmm. them brand new five miles on them, and the windshields are etched from all the acid rain in, from the Rust Belt, and you we just live with it. Like, it yep. bugs me. I'll see that. I'll see the, the year we have that vehicle, you can see the etching from the rain from Detroit or, or so, Ohio. Speaking of which, has there have been companies that have want that have put out uh, clear films for windshields because I can't drive some of my cars to work because there's so many rocks dropping along because there's a, a construction project that's going on. There's always rocks bouncing on the freeway, and I literally don't drive. The, my favorite car to work because it will destroy an $800 windshield. Yeah, they, they, and, they make those, but, they, but the clarity isn't super great so on So that's it. what I was curious about is, have you ever seen one that uh, either won't scratch with windshield wipers or doesn't have, that has decent clarity? I've seen some companies that have that, that uh, film that goes on the windshields. I personally have not had any physical experience with it, so... That's that's probably one of the only ones I couldn't give an a accurate answer of just how those how the benefits of, you know, the stuff for the windshields, okay, you know, for like rock chips or. But I think those companies that sell that have had success, you know. 
Okay. I know they make them for Jeeps and things with vertical windshields and stuff like that. Yeah, but... I mean, we'll coat the glass. Like, if you buy a bottle of that Reluck Express coating, it can go on everything. Trim, everything. Will it help to... keep your black rubber black? Yeah, you can coat your trim, glass, paint. It's like an all-in-one for the exterior. All right, I've, I've you got guys a... need to share it. If one of you buy it, you share it because it's a four ounce. <laughs> we don't share very well. You... No. Well, you're going to have to learn because you can do six cars with it. So you guys could split the cost. I have six cars. No, no, Holman <laughs> does have six cars. <laughs> well, there you go. Then don't share it. <laughs> so I, I've, got a, I've got a question that you can definitely answer, and, and that's the difference in paint today on a modern vehicle versus paint 20, 30 years ago. And also the difference between a clear coat today versus an old clear coat and how some of the vehicles maybe well into the mid-90s, especially like some Toyota whites and things like that, didn't have a clear coat at all. And going older mm-hmm. back into a lot of American cars and stuff, how do you take care of those different paint jobs? And what is your, what's the takeaway that you've gotten with today's modern paint coatings versus what cars used to have? You're absolutely right. You know, paints I've noticed have gotten incredibly softer as the years have gone by. You know, all these water-based clears, they're not as hard. So they they get defects in them easier. So the softer the paint, they get, they develop defects a lot easier than harder paints. You know, I still notice like some of the German manufacturers, those clear coats typically will be harder. Because they're not painted in the U.S. where we made everybody <laughs> get away from good paint? Yeah, don't get me going on that. <laughs> but uh, to tie that into ceramic coating um, really doesn't have an effect. Softer and harder paints more have an effect when you're doing paint correction. So a very simple explanation on that is if you had a harder clear coat, you are going to have to work much harder with your tool, your pad, and your compound combo to get the defects out of that clear coat because it's a harder finish. Where softer paints, especially like GMC, they're notorious to have some of the softest clear out there. The defects come out real easy with your compound typically, but then you have all this haze behind from your compounding step that's very finicky to polish out to the high clarity with foam pad because that's always a two-step process. So it's really really the hardness and the softness and all the changes with the, the paint that's come out. It really... The negative effects or the difficulty, if you want to say, is really in the polishing aspect of it, not really the coating. Whether you have a hard or soft clear coat, your coating application is going to be so similar you wouldn't even notice the difference. Of all the manufacturers, Jeremy, who's got the best paint? I mean, from Porsche to Ram, who's got the best uh, from from base layer primer all the way through paint and clear coat, in your opinion? Tesla, just joking. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've heard the, a lot about Tesla paint. paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have the worst paint. They don't um, even, I heard they don't even cover everything. <laughs> yeah. Some of those early cars uh, were... Some of, <laughs> some of the most enjoyable paint for me to work on, if I look back over my career, has been Porsche. I just really enjoy working on Porsche paint. It's very... Um, easy to work on as far as polishing compounds out real nice polishes out beautifully it's not too hard it's not too soft i mean there are some guys that have worked on like gt3s and you know said like oh this stuff was like hard as a diamond but it's i have not had that experience porsche paint to me has been some of the nicest paint to work on 
I have a question. Let's go back in time for a second. How do you go from being a detailer up in, uh, you know, above L.A.? What's you, what, been for about 40 minutes north of L.A., something like that? You're, Roughly, yeah. you're, you're busy being a detailer. How do you graduate into being like you were already an entrepreneur, but you're, you know, you and a couple of guys doing detailing. And you say, I'm going to bite the bullet and start a business selling products. Yeah, I, I can make a product better than the stuff that I'm using. What makes you make that jump? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at Mothers and, <clears throat> and all the big brands, McGuire's right? and, yeah, so many of them out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a long answer to that. Short version is, um, you know, I was mobile for 18 years before I uh, transitioned um, into starting the product line. And what I, I was just basically, I had no idea it would ever develop into what it is today. Really, my only agenda was um, I wanted to get to supplement some income uh, because as I got older, I was like, okay, what can I transition into as I get older? I mean, right now I'm 45. I don't consider that old, but it's like, man, I'm going to be 50 someday, 55. Like, what can I transition into? Like lightning? Uh, How dare to, you? Yeah, so that I can still you know, keep my passion and, and be in an industry that I really love, but not have, you know, the taxing physical labor aspect of it as I get older. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to start a product line and I'll just start doing some local car shows and go to dealerships and see if they'll embrace it. And I'll offer them free training if they buy my products. So that's how it started. I just was door knocking like at dealerships and I did some local car shows, made no money, but had a blast. And, uh, Instagram came along. I was a little late to the party I got on in 2012 and it was kind of just like a junior high kid app at that time, but I really saw the potential and I was like, you know what? I am going to take pictures of what I do and what I use for my product line. I'm just going to put it up on this platform called Instagram and tag my website. Cause I had a little website. It was pretty much stagnant at that time. I started doing that guys. And I'll never forget it. I had somebody order from Virginia. <laughs> they saw my post and said, oh, where can I buy that metal polish you just used on that trailer fender? And I said, oh, shinespy.com. He put in an order from Virginia, got the metal polish, polished out something, took a picture and said, hey, this stuff works great. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy just basically did a commercial for me in Virginia. <laughs> And even though he didn't have a lot of followers, I still saw like kind of the big picture. I said, man, this could be a way that I could put my website in front of a lot of people. You discovered guys, scale. You, true story. Yeah. True story. No pay. I've never done any paid advertising. I steward my Instagram really well. I try to be educational. You'll never hear me say, oh, our stuff's the best. Or it's just I want I want you guys to be able to say that, but I will show results because results don't lie. And I kind of took it back to that whole old school, like handshake approach, like, Hey, sell stuff that works and don't be, don't be afraid to sell it at a quality price. You don't have to be cheap. You don't have to be the most expensive, but back it up with customer service and education. And I believe there was a niche market that still cared about quality and education rather than just the latest, greatest, you know, whoever has the best marketing gimmick to grab your attention. And here we are. Now I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> you know, it's that's pretty, not that it's special. Pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I, well, think, I think it is. I think it's know? cool. I, like, I mean, I never would have thought, you know, 
Yeah, I, I think it's so, I think it's awesome. I mean, how many products do you have? I, I'm, at ShineSupply.com, you've got from pads and applicators, towels and detergents, polishers, uh, backing plates. You even deal with the Rup. Is it Rupus? I don't I don't know Rupus? how to Rupus. Yeah, yeah they Rupus. they have the polishers. Like they're the best polishers on the planet. I, I believe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you've got off road products, marine products. It goes on and on. So you started with what? What was the first one? I uh, started with RideShine. It is a Carnuba Wax Fortified Detail Spray. It was one of our first products. But does it smell good? It smells like like a you know a fifty fifty bar. Oh yeah, orange, orange right. cream sickle. Nice. It's incredible. That was our first product. And Banana Shine. It's like a quick lazy man shaker wax, like just old school, like. I had those two products. And how did yep. you how did you even like where do you go to make the stuff? How do you know, even know where to start? Because it's not um, like you can... I have it I have it I have it manufactured in the US and uh it's a it's a blending company like with any, you know, cosmetics or I mean we could go a long ways down the list. Um you could either have a blending company and if you didn't if you didn't have the education, you would just have them white label your pro you would just say hey i want a detail spray and they would just send it to you and you would put your label on it and there's no shame in that you know there's a lot of companies that do that there's other companies that blend stuff themselves there's very few left but then there's some companies you know mine in particular where i knew what i wanted so i can work directly with the chemist and we can create blends you know like hey i want someone to perform like this they put something together um, I test it for a period of time, make any tweaks that I see appropriate, and then that is my blend. Um, and that's how I built this line. So I built it, you know, through doing that. And every single label on the back, when you spin the bottle around, I wrote all the directions. I've wrote everything on the website. And so, you know, everything's consistent. And it's, well, hopefully people feel like this. I believe they do. You know, it's simple, straightforward. That's what we want. You know, we want somebody that just wants to go out and take care of their stuff on a Saturday that might not know a lot. We want them to be able to use our products all the way from a professional like here we are at Stevens Detail. You know, we want shops to be able to use it or do it yourself people. You know, we don't want to cut ourselves out of any part of the market. Congratulations, man. That That's amazing that uh, you you found your passion and then were able to turn it into several businesses really you know what i heard what i heard he has Thank no life guys. i heard he has no it. life now that's not well yeah because he's on the show he's on the show with us no i mean yeah. i mean I, look, he's writing the freaking labels he's 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 got a staff of te- not only does he have a staff of detailers up there at at Listen, Stevens. you're just detail, being jealous because you can't find anyone to work for you that has that kind of work ethic mm, that might be true <laughs> that, that might be true no i do have one guy I got one guy. Well, and just to, and just to add to that, guys, you know, I also do an in-person training. Um, we have six students per class, and I put them on here at, uh, you know, our shop here in Ventura. And I'll have guys – I've had a guy come from Australia. We have guys for, come from all over the place, and we do an in-person training. And I actually was had my first day of training today. It was our first day of class, and because I had this interview with you guys – I live about 20 minutes away from my shop. You know, I just stayed here and hammered out emails and worked on some stuff, you know, until I dropped on, jumped on a call with you. So nice. Yeah. Some days I don't, I don't have any life, but I mean, I guess I put it like this, you know, when you really, really love what you do, even though 
you know, it's definitely difficult at times and there's a ton of stress and there's days where you hate it. It's easy to bounce back when you genuinely love what you do and you genuinely love to uh, share that with other people and educate them and see them get better results with something, you know, that they like to do, whether you're a professional or you just want to take better care of your vehicle. Like I get a lot of gratification out of that, you know, like having that impact, like that's awesome, man. You know, like, because I care and I express that it helps other guys level up. Before we let you go, I want to remind everybody, uh, shinesupply.com. If you want to check out, uh, some of Jeremy's, uh, awesome detail products, by the way, they have your names are, are hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned banana shine, relock, beadlock, all that. Uh, I like the, um, the trim care, trim sauce, trim sauce, trim sauce. <laughs> sauce it up. How long hey, does trim wanna, sauce last? You want last? me to make sense of it? You want me to make yeah. sense of it real quick? Yeah, 100%. So if you look at our, if you look at our compounds and polishes, I am like infatuated with the 1950s. Right. I can so see now that. relook at our brand and you're going to see it. Yeah. Banana so, shine, chop, uh, chop top. Okay. So chop top, flat top, slick back. All those are old haircut names, you of know, course. from that era. Yeah. Right. And, and then, and then I've tried to make things relative with just the car industry. Like shift is our soap throttle is one of our detail sprays. Punch it is like our ceramic booster spray. Cloud nine like sounds quick, like an old, uh, yeah, like bumper car out. ride at like a old yeah, timey no, boardwalk. Yeah. Well that was, it's yeah, our, our, our wheel farm. cleaners called our wheel cleaners called cool guy. Our tire cleaners called wise guy. Dude, you guys want to know something so funny? So I, I literally, this is like back in like 09. I'm still mobile, okay? We're just getting the line going. We have a few products out. We were working on that wheel cleaner. Cool guy. Um, we were messing around with it in my driveway, me and my friend. It, it removes brake dust. So when it interacts with the iron on the wheels, the brake dust, it turns purple. There's tons of iron removers out on the market. But we were testing this one in specific and and uh, I'll never forget, we walked inside my house for lunch, and, and my friend's like, dude, that stuff's so cool. He's like, what are you going to name it? And I'm all, cool guy. <laughs> there you go. And, and we were, I was totally joking. Then I was like, no, actually, we're going to name it that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, awesome. just, I just looked back, and <laughs> it was so much that, like, I had no idea. I mean, back in the day, I was about to put my cell phone number on our bottle labels, just thinking like this stuff ain't never going to take off. We're just going to have fun with some car shows and make some side money. And <laughs> so there's so many things I look back on and I'm all, Oh my gosh. Like it just makes it even better because it's like so many things I did without even really trying. <laughs> well, you know, we were just, we we're just having fun and doing us. Well, if, uh, if anybody's listening right now and, uh, they want to, uh, try out classy chassis, uh, or, or cool guy, or the or the wheel wooly, or the uh, Terminator. Uh, no, it's yeah. not the Terminator. It is the Terminator. Yes. Again, head over to uh, shinesupply.com and uh, Jeremy. What is it? Stevens Detailing? If anyone's local to Ventura, they can find you. Uh, that yeah, way. yeah, local to Ventura, Santa Barbara, any anywhere in this area. How far are you Stevens booked out? Detailing. Um, right now we're only about two weeks out, but we're still coming out of, you know, I mean, you can call it winter, but there ain't no winter in California. Right. But, nope. um, coming into the spring, into the summer, we'll book out a few weeks. Yeah. So stevensdetailing.com is, you can inquire about any of our detailing services. We even have a blog on there that we've started. 
to help educate even further. Shinesupply.com for the products. And uh, yeah, we're going to be rolling out more videos and just continuing to educate and bring our approach. And you got awesome. some uh, some cool apparel and also, you know, all sorts of pads and, and towels and things like that, too. So really a, a, a one-stop shop if uh, you're looking to uh, shine up your ride. So, Jeremy, super uh, stoked to have you on. We appreciate you answering all of our dumb questions because we had a lot to ask you. <laughs> no, great questions, man. And, and I appreciate you guys having me on. What an opportunity. Awesome. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you again for carving out the time for us. And uh, if a uh, black TRX pulls into uh, Steven's uh, detail, you know, it's, uh, it's lightning. I got you. Hook a brother. I got up. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, thanks again. All right. Okay, thanks, thanks, Jeremy. It. You got it. All right. Bye. Hey, uh, Captain, across the uh, desk from me, how you feeling about some truck news? I mean, if I think about it, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, let's do it. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Yes! Good one! Love it. Love it, love it, love it so much. I mean, that's not bad. No, it was a good one. It was tight. Tight and bright. All right. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? How about no? No, I did not. Obviously, there's a a lot of doom and gloom out there. No. Not with the... Not with the gas prices being so low and diesel is cheapest it's been in, in decades. And internal combustion's on their way out. Man, does it uh does it suck? I mean you had the state of the state, which happened, I guess it's you guys were listening a week ago with uh freaking Newsom in California. If well you wouldn't heard it if you're not in California, but he's basically uh no, you know, it's uh that's it's all fossil fuel's fault. So hey, we're gonna go electric. Which is not. And and here's the deal. Electrics have a place. I'm going to tell you that right now. You can make a case for electric in specific places. It shouldn't be a wholesale redo of the entire industry, though. And in fact... No, no, no. It's because the whole world is San Francisco or L.A. That's the way they see it. Well, you live in L.A. County. I don't. So I'm in the free part of uh, the the state. Behind the orange curtain, as we like to call it. Ford's uh, CEO, Jim Farley, uh, provided a, uh, a few quotes when he did a presentation to investors... And he did say that the internal combustion engine development will continue within the walls of Ford where appropriate for things like uh, icons and trucks. So Mustang, Bronco, trucks. I mean, they're profitable and they just can't abandon those profit centers. Well, he did say that the key to boosting profitability for the company is reducing warranty costs and that this new generation of engines that they are working on will be uh, radically simplified. So I wonder what that means. Hmm. But I think if you are a truck person, uh, the hint was that, you know, BEV can't do it all. And in certain segments, ICE rules supreme. Uh, Heavy-duty trucks are part of that. And so it's nice to see that uh, car companies are, aren't are just jumping in with the Kool-Aid of, of saying no more internal combustion engines. And I believe uh, Germany also, as a country, just stepped back from the no ice engines in 35 or something like that. So, you know, countries like Germany are um, pushing back, too. So they recently said no to the European uh, Commission's proposal to stop sale of new diesel and gasoline cars uh, in the middle of the next decade. So the country basically uh, expressed their thoughts to the Minister of Transport, Volker Wissing. Who recently spoke? Uh, during, I know that dude. He's cool. Is he? He's oh cool. yeah, we partied together. Uh, spoke during an informal meeting uh, with uh, ministers from other uh, European countries, 
And uh, Germany's uh, standing on the, the, the quote here. We want to allow combustion engines even after 2035. Wait, say, say it like a German. Uh, we want to allow. No, no it's not, not like no, that. No, no, no. That, that's too angry and fast. Oh. Lightning, I want to see you fail. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> we want to allow the combustion engine even after 2035. That was pretty good, actually. I mean, for no? just not ever doing German before ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Hold on. They are from Germany. Not bad. We drink us the beer. Do you have the beer? No. No. I wish I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really do German. No, it's fine. Way. It was fine. It was okay. For not having done it before, I um, think it's fine. Actually, uh, so Shane Kassad at Bilstein, obviously Bilstein, a German company with a uh, long history. Uh, he and I, this was uh, you know years ago, were, uh, I had my old pre-runner uh, Ranger there. We were doing, uh, I think we revalved the shocks in the back and we were working on it. And uh, there was an old German guy that worked there. And Shane and I were in our own little world working on my truck as he goes walking by. And I'm like, Shane, look at the, look at the beautiful shocks we got on the Ranger. You know, oh. like that, right? And the old guy walks by. And he walks by and, you know, Shane's like, yes, these shocks are so very good. You know, just, <laughs> just being silly. Yeah, we call it evil German. And um, the dude walks by. And looks at us and glares us down with a stare that would, if they were um, lasers, Rugers, oh. we, we would be dead. <laughs> and the, uh, the the guy who ran the shop, Lou, came running over. He goes, guys, what are you doing? Trying to cause an international incident? So uh, ever since then, I decided not to do German. Until now. Until now. We want to allow the combustion engine even after 2035. <laughs> no. Good, yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right, cool. Moving right along. Well, more reason for you guys uh, who don't live in California to make fun of us that do live in California. And never come here. They're trying to uh, force big rig, like real trucks, to uh, go all electric and buses to go all electric. And I'm like, uh, how's it going to work when the truck has to pull its load in batteries and has no more room for the load? Well, I think in a city application it can make sense, but no, not... Not interstate. That's why hydrogen makes so much more sense, right? Having a fuel cell and electric that way. But there's a lot of stuff to figure out first. I, again, they don't feel like I'm not. A, it doesn't seem like they care. I'm not an EV homer, but I think there's a place for them. I've had some EV experiences that have been fairly positive, and there's some other stuff I want to try out, and I think it's cool. So uh, I just don't want it to be mandated or forced. And I, you know, I had this interesting discussion. With, but it's going to be. There's nothing freaking thing we can do about it. It's no, that's just like, not true. Well, it's that's not true. Think of how many things 10 years ago were said, oh, by 2022, blah, blah, blah. And none of that is materialized. So, and I had a great conversation uh, over text with Freiburger. And I don't know if you guys follow Freiburger, but you probably saw in his socials where he had, you know, gasoline forever shirts that, that he's selling. And his whole point was, uh, you know, no electric for him personally. But he was saying, you know, gasoline forever doesn't mean electric never. You know, and listen, I, the way I look at it, as a car guy, I like diesel. I like gas. I sure as hell loved when Jay Leno gave me a ride in his steam-powered Stanley Steamer. I don't think you have to be on one side or the other. I think you can be no, a car enthusiast and go, I want to yeah. soak it all in. Of course. I want to do it all. I, I want to make tires turn into smoke. I don't care no, 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 what I, does it. And I think I think a lot of people agree with you. I think a lot of our audience agrees. It, I do. But I, I it's the mandate. The, the, mandate. the mandates is, yeah. is what sucks. And also, I, I will say- But it's not going to stop. A lot of new vehicles, you're right. They are soulless and, and can, if they're not done right, they can be passionless, soulless appliances. 
But there are other vehicles like the way Hummer does their sounds and the way the vehicle feels and stuff that that gives it personality. So I, I think it's all in the execution and it's all in whatever the you know uh, the end users use cases. And some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't. So there. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? Billy Creech, Desert Explorer. <laughs> Did Billy Creech hear? I don't know if you heard or not. I just uh, love that so much I had to play it. Oh, <clears throat> all right, like that. Uh, no, the answer is... No. No, I did not hear. Uh, the 2023 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans uh, are being upgraded. To They're already kind of upgraded. Uh, what are they doing? Changing the axles or... Um... Well, this is the uh, mid-cycle refresh of the third generation. It'll lose the... Uh... Why did I choose axles of all things to upgrade? I that's ridiculous. You... So I don't even know why I said that. Well, you, you, that's not ridiculous. I mean... Well, let me ask you this. So I'm, I'm going to guess about... The uh, the upgrade. Did they just finally realize that uh, half of America is turning them into overlanding machines? Uh, that's part of the story. Okay. Let me get there. Go ahead. All right. Uh, the uh, again losing the available V6 diesel while gaining full time all wheel drive and retaining the versatility uh, that it's been known for. And also, regardless of which engine is specified, it has a brand new 9G Tronic nine speed automatic transmission. So uh, prior to 2023, the Sprinter could be had with a 2-liter turbocharged i4, a 3-liter turbo diesel V6, and a 2-liter turbo diesel 4-cylinder. Uh, the diesel V6 been dropped, and a new turbo diesel 4 is getting installed. This one's known as the OM654. The new straight 4 turbo diesel will come in two power output ratings, a 168-horsepower version and a 208-horsepower version, while providing, quote-unquote, smoother acceleration, high torque values, decreased emissions, and lower noise and vibration. The gasoline-burning 2-liter turbocharged straight four remains the same as it was in 22. Uh, and uh, like I said before, there is a 9-speed automatic transmission, and the selectable four-wheel drive system is now gone in favor of an all in favor of a full-time four-wheel drive system, it has uh, uh, the ability to apply up to 50% of torque split between the front and rear axles, kind of like most crossovers in cars with all-wheel drive. Uh, the selectable four-wheel drive system of your only uh, allowed for up to a 35-65 split in four-wheel drive mode. So while it loses that selectable setting, uh, it'll still maintain the off-road prowess, ground clearance of 8 inches, uh, approach angle of 26 inches, and a breakover of 23 with a departure of 25. Not bad for a big old stupid van. I, I mean, they're going to a smaller displacement engine. It's probably got equal. Yeah, more uh, fuel efficient. and Yeah, all that. But uh, it, you'd think with all the weight people are yeah, bolting onto these things, you'd go to a, a That a, V6 a turbo diesel engine. wasn't yeah. bad. Hmm. You know? We'll you see. Know, I, hey, Lightning, did you hear? I mean, no. No. No, I did not. Uh, we talked about, I believe we talked about in the last time we did news, was Rivian was hiking its prices for reservation holders, and a bunch of people were mad. Apparently they're uh, they're rolling that back. So after a bunch of uh, angry <laughs> tweets and Reddit threads and uh, order cancellations from the price hikes, they're like, "No, <laughs> that's them screeching and halting." I was waiting their, for the crash. The price hike. Yeah. No, no, that's not the one. Uh, apparently earlier this week, uh, uh, when Rivian had announced uh, the pricing increase, that according to Rivian CEO R.J. Scaringe, that it um, well. Broke the trust we've worked to build with you in his, mm. his letter to customers. Wrongly decided to make these changes apply to all future deliveries, including pre-existing configured pre-orders, and we fail to appreciate how you viewed your configuration as price locked. So he says, uh, for anyone with a Rivian pre-order, as of the March 1st pricing announcement, your original configured price will be honored. If you canceled your pre-order on or after March 1st and would like to reinstate it, we will restore your original configuration pricing and delivery timing 
Our team will be sending an email in the next few days with more details. For those who have not yet plunked down a refundable $1,000 deposit on a Rivian R1S or R1T, the new pricing structure for dual and quad motor R1s are detailed below, and they do apply. I was thinking, wow, that sucks. If you like made a stand and said, well, screw you, Rivian. That's it. I'm out. And then he's like, no, no, no. We're going to take care of our customers. And you're like, I want back in, Rivian. <laughs> you're not like, the fact that they're going to reinstate those orders for those people, I think, is pretty solid from a company. Um, so kudos to them. No, I, I, I think we all appreciate uh, companies and when they step up and they ad- admit uh, you know, a foul up. Yeah, and, and listen, uh, you know, my experience with Rivian and the team was nothing but positive, and the time I've spent in the truck, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm happy there are more people out there. I've started to see them in the wild, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad there's more people out there enjoying them. Dude, I have spotted three so far, and it's a, it's a really cool, a wow moment where you're like, whoa, whoa, what out there? It's just they're so fresh and so so clean. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Hey, uh, before you tell me uh, this story, what's the status with the Cybertruck? Is it ever going to be uh, a thing? Yep. I believe it at that, sir. Uh, our friends over at Deck, did you hear? No. No, I did not. They acquired Cargo Glide. Uh, no way, really? Yeah. Cargo Glide? I owned a Cargo Glide. Yeah, so kind of a In nice- In my dually, I had a Cargo Glide. Nice mishmash of companies there. Talked to our buddy Greg and after the press release came out, and he said that uh, a lot of synergies between the two companies, and it was a great deal for them, as well as the employees and folks over at Cargo Glide. So I gotta cool. say, really great fit and finish craftsmanship on the Cargo Glide. Yeah. Uh, it was, man, I, I couldn't break it. I tried, couldn't break it. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Our friends over at Fab Four are at it again uh, with a new grumper. Is this a grumpiest? Well, I, I don't know if I can put these two words together. <laughs> I was trying to go uh, a bronco-per or a grumpco. A grumpco. <laughs> it's a new bronco grumper. Something about that Which tells me that I saw bumper. that uh, in a in an adult film in 1998, <laughs> The Grumpker. Uh, I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm not going so, there. So wait, wait, that is a a Bronco grill bumper. Grill bumper. Yeah, if you're thing. if you are a, a Wrangler owner, you are familiar with the Grumper. Mm. They have made plenty of noise. In fact, we had Fab Fours on in the past. They talked about how uh, they laugh because everybody hates on them so bad, and they just roll in the money because people love those things. Yeah. So congratulations to you guys for I do see opening one, up the, the grumper market to uh, Bronco fans. I see one every so often on the road, and mm-hmm. you can't help but just look at that and go, you're that guy that bought it. Yeah. And there's more of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you have a fan club. Yeah. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? I did not. No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, I didn't. I don't believe I did. Did I? Uh, for you Ford owners out there, you might uh, want to check in with the dealer uh, Ford is recalling 250,000 F-Series Super Duty trucks because they could suffer uh, aluminum drive shaft fractures. Oh, that's not good. So, and that's uh, That becomes a missile at that point. Yeah, you don't want one of those to let go. That problem affects a gas-powered truck. So Ford notes that uh, 247,445 affected trucks <laughs> could have loose underbody heat and noise insulators. And those, for, for those of you at home, that's a quarter million. And those insulators could contact the aluminum drive shaft, leading to a fracture and obviously loss of uh, power, which is no good. Uh, so starting April 4th, the automaker will notify uh, all affected owners through the mail, and uh, you can take it to your local dealership to uh, get inspected. The number for the recall, if you are a 2017-22 to 22 F-250, an F-350 truck owner with the gas engine, is uh, 22S09. And if you want to look at the uh, the NHTSA uh, campaign, 
That number is 22V-087. So if you have any questions, you can contact Ford's customer service line at 866-436-7332. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No! I don't think so. Are you sure, Lighting? Mm, I'm, I'm not sure. Sure. No, I'm sure. sure. No, I'm unsure. I'm, I'm unclear sure? about this next story. Are you sure that you have not heard that GM is aiming to master the EV universe and topple Tesla by as soon as 2025? How? General Motors is going all in on electric and is committing $35 billion, with a B, dollars to make it happen. That's nothing. Oh, wait. That is something. Uh, General Motors will be the leader in electric vehicles by mid-decade. Those are fighting words delivered by uh, GM chairman and CEO Mary Barra at a recent event in Lansing, Michigan, where she announced a multi-billion dollar effort to produce all electric trucks. Barra says GM has the might, money, manufacturing expertise to dominate the electric vehicle space the way it once dominated the world of combustion engine vehicles. And that means taking down Tesla, keeping Volkswagen's ambitions at bay, and holding off Ford's frontal attack, GM is committed to spending $35 billion to introduce 30 EVs by 2025, at which point it expects to be building more than 1 million electric vehicles a year in North America alone. The goal, an all-electric-powered vehicle lineup by 2035. Meanwhile, Ford's saying, hold my beer. We're still going to have internal combustion trucks because that's what works for those guys who hmm. want it. Yeah. And we're not going to abandon you. And here's the, uh, the, uh, the, the bright news is that there's plenty of rare earth minerals to go around for every battery made for the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going down that road with you. Uh, Okay. okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! God, please, no! No! No, I don't think so. I ordered the four-wheeler pickup truck of the year winning 2022 Ford Raptor today. Oh, did you really? How did you order it? And with what accoutrement? The accoutrement that you will need. Accoutrement! So uh, Ford has some options I definitely wanted to uh, play with. I mm-hmm. think make a lot of sense. We ordered a 35-inch uh, tire truck, not a 37, because the truck that won was delivered to us 35, so we didn't want to go outside that box since that's the package that won. And the 35s have an inch more travel than the 37s. But some of the things that I spec'd out, uh, ordered you it. You spec your trucks strange. Not not strange for you, but strange for, I think, you. most people. Yeah, well, most Why? people are like, oh, I want to... I want a moonroof. I want... It has it. I got a moonroof on it. You did? Yeah, I got the glass roof. that's not the Holman I know. Well, I I missed it on the TRX. I'm like, (laughs) so many times I want to look up and see what airplane's flying over when I'm out in the desert, and I can't do that. Okay, all right. I'm I'm surprised. Keep going. Uh, So I went with the Atlas Blue Metallic, which is that performance blue. And I'm not a super blue truck guy. Is that a light blue, like an azure, or is that a... No, it's their performance color. Okay. Okay, I like that blue. You see it in the ads and stuff like that. Um, I got it without any graphics on it, and uh, I ordered it uh, with the blue interior because the blue interior allows you to spec up to the Recaro front seats. So it's a little, it might be a little bit too blue, but that's the only way to get the Recaros. And I kind of like the blue on the truck, and I never order uh, vehicles the same color two years in a row. Have you ever had a blue truck? Uh, yeah, we had a Nissan Titan XD back in uh, 2016 when they came out. That's the okay. truck I uh, drove cross-country from uh, Tennessee and brought it home. Went to See, Nissan and dro- drove it. I'm not a blue vehicle fan. Yeah, I, it depends. Like a uh, uh, Cobra. Because I know you I'm, love I'm Ferraris fine. in blue. I hate Ferraris in blue. There's a hashtag <laughs> better than a blue Ferrari. This will earn that hashtag every time I post about it. Uh, so it's a 3.5 V6 EcoBoost, of course. And then the packages I got were the Raptor High package, uh, which is basically you know all of the uh, convenience, 
Um, it's got the Torsen package with the uh, Torsen dips, uh, tailgate applique, the rain sense wipers, forward sensing system, uh, LED protectors with dynamic bending headlamps. So it's all the fancy stuff. And so for those of you that are kind of confused as to why Holman is getting this new truck, when a when they award four-wheeler pickup truck of the year... Um, or SUV. Or SUV. Then I guess somewhere, it's not really in the contract, but no, it it's is. Just kind of, oh, it is yeah, in the contract? Yeah, no. the, the manufacturer agrees that if their vehicle wins, they supply four-wheeler with it for one year for us to evaluate. Because what the big thing back in the day was, you said this was the best, and it was a big pile of steaming dog poop. And so we required the year-long loan so that we could do cost of ownership, what real-world fuel economy is, what the warranty concerns are, and what living with the vehicle day in and day out is. So each of our winners, you know, this year was the 392 Jeep and the uh, Raptor. So Raptor got ordered. Um, I did get, again, the moonroof and tailgate package. You're good. And, and you know what? I have been with Holman when he has this little uh, diary-like notebook, and he actually writes everything down and turns that into articles for, for you yeah, and you I to take read. Notes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually it's, it's real. So the blue interior package, which is what I was going for because I, I wanted to uh, try out the Recaros because it's an upgrade, has Recaro unique seats, uh, console coverings with blue accents. They are the front seats are Recaros. A lot of blue. A lot of blue. Unique high-gloss black carbon fiber, aluminum dash panels. Driver and passenger seats are also 10-way power with heated, ventilated, uh, with memory. So that'll be nice on my uh, my tushy. And uh, (laughs) Did you just say tushy? (laughs) I did. You Uh, must have a small child. uh, Also ordered the uh, beadlock-capable wheels in black, so it has that blue and black. There's nothing really shiny. When you say beadlock-capable, it either has beadlocks or it doesn't. You are incorrect, sir. Once again, Lightning, you are So wait a minute. It's basically- So it it has- It doesn't come with the rings? Like you have to add the rings later? It it comes with the rings. Well, what does that even mean, beadlock-capable? Because you can run the rings as a beadlock. Or not. If you don't run it as a B-lock and you put them on as a traditional wheel and tire, it's a protection ring. It's just decorative. Oh, no, it actually it's a protection, protection ring. Okay, it's like yeah. on my Jeep, my AV wheels. If I scratch all them up and they look like hell, I pull them off, put a new one on, and my wheel still looks nice. Gotcha. They're oh. sac- sacrificial rings. Okay. Uh, got the uh, trifold hard cover. I'm going to go see cover. sacrificial rings tonight. No, you're not. Yeah. Got the uh, spray and bed liner. <laughs> and then the, the other thing I was really excited about that I wanted to get to test is I got the two kilowatt pro power onboard uh, exportable power in the bed. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what that's going to be like to uh, to live with and have all that extra power. So uh, the grand total, uh, Raptor starts at, and by the way, it's only a crew cab now, 68675 mm-hmm. My grand total with destination. Can I guess? Sure. 835. 84195. Dang! <laughs> Man, I was close. I'm, no, you're I'm good. You, I'm that's decent. the second time in yeah. like three shows you've uh, been really close on pricing something. Huh. It's because you've been digging around at pricing on those <laughs> two trucks for so long that I think so. But yeah, no. I'm, so I'm looking forward to now. Uh, no, well, well, hold a second. So a- after you get this thing, yep. and you spend some time, and I maybe go for riding it, is it going to bum me out, or am I going to be happy with my purchase no, decision? You're be totally happy. Okay, totally happy. Did I did I screw up by not getting the carbon fiber package in the TRX? I mean, that's only a question you could answer. Well, no, yourself. I, I I'm 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 the weirdo. Like, you, I'm not. You're like carb- I'm not going to get carbon fiber that doesn't actually make my vehicle lighter. No, that's not what I said at all. I just I'm not. There are some people that love carbon fiber bits and pieces everywhere, mm-hmm. and I'm just not one of those guys. Well, then you did fine. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's what I got for news. So, what do you say we uh, dial up the five star hotline? Oh come on. 
106.105. It's the Five Star Hotline. Five Star Hotline. Uh, hello, uh, Lightning uh, Omen. Yeah, this is uh, uh, version number 51 of COVID. I know you scoffed at my other 50 brothers, <laughs> but I'm here to tell you. Um, uh, I'm coming after you, uh, infected lightning, and um, now I'm going to try to infect you. Oh, crap, you scoffed at me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Uh, that was from January after you had the vid. Yeah, I got uh, the 19, and, as I call and it. And you survived. Uh, I either had it or didn't. Nobody knows. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is uh, COVID calling again. Version uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, just want to make sure uh, we're all clear on this. It was definitely the the uh, preservatives. It was the preservatives that kept everyone away. So um, wash your hands. And um, this isn't Hulk Hogan, by the way. It's not a Hulk <laughs> no, Hogan. No, of course it's not Hulk Hogan. It's COVID-51. <laughs> yeah, COVID-51. Hey, guys. Lightning Holman. It's uh, Rich and Hollister calling to let like, you know we missed having a, an episode last week. And it definitely does... Uh, affect everybody i will maybe i'm speaking for myself um but uh you guys know appreciate hearing uh hearing your voices glad you're okay i'm glad uh that uh, uh version 51 didn't get you oh no get away <laughs> but uh yeah keep uh keep on keeping on the good fight five stars as always you two freaking rock east and in and out burger and uh hope to see you guys talk to you guys do whatever and um eli loves that car cover he treats it better than he treats his own sisters. Okay, peace out. Thank you for the call, uh, Rich in Hollister. Or uh, version 51, as we like to call exactly. you from now on. Uh, 657-205-6105. That is the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Hey, guys, it's Colby again. Uh, a couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about the uh, bank turbos selling a bunch of them for the old 6.9 IDIs. And... Uh, I grew up with my dad having an 87 with that 6.9 in it, and it was, uh, I mean, they're dogs. They're they're <laughs> not fast in any way, shape, they're or form. They're horrible. But he bought up like 25,000 miles on it, and when I was in high school, I drove it, and it had like, I know it had over 300,000 miles, and he'd only gone through like two inject- injector pumps in it, like nothing major, just same motor, same tranny in that thing. And I sold it to some kid, and he drove it all over the place uh, after I had it. And then he sold it to somebody, and it, it was pretty hilarious because a couple years later, it popped back up on the classifieds, and I looked at it, and it was the same exact truck. So there, was a, there was a dent in the extended cab that me and my dad had put into it, very distinguishing feature. And he had put on there, like, Oh, I bought this from my grandpa, and you know those old old <laughs> roll over. He's like only has twenty five thousand miles on it, and I think it had to have had four hundred and twenty five thousand <laughs> miles on it. Like the thing uh, was beat. But anyway, shameful. Those motors are good, good old motors. I think they could run just about on anything you put in it. And uh, anyway, doesn't surprise me. It's good old school Ford IDIs. So anyway, have a good one, guys. I mean, my buddy in high school had a uh, IDI non-turbo 6.9 in a Suburban 2500. I think his was a 85 or an 86. Uh, and it was horrendous. Like, literally the only way to drive it was an on-off pedal. 
the 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 pedal was 100% down or it wasn't down at all. There's no throttling. I think we once tested it. Uh, he had 16.5 wheels and 33s on it, and it was a 4x4. And I think we tested zero to sixty on it one time, and it was like thirty nine seconds or something. Like it <laughs> that's, was that's like uh, like a Humvee. Oh my god! Yeah, but uh, so bad. Hey guys, this is Sam calling you from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. No, oh, no, no. Long time listener, no. first time caller. Stop. Flash Friday, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Tom Likas, KFI AM six forty. More talk, less shock. Um, uh, didn't really have much of a question for you guys today. Just uh, just wanted to let you guys know that uh, I heard you guys talking about the uh, Banks Pedal Monster in the first, what, 15 minutes of the new episode there, and I immediately went and bought one. I just picked up nice. a 2014 Sierra, first truck. Um, got the uh, little... What do you think he's doing in the background? He's like that, that clickety-clack. Uh, clipping his nails. Yeah, to- toenails I was specifically. Thinking, no, I was thinking he's uh, he's a car dealer in Vegas. He's oh, you think it was, yeah, he's got like an AirPod in and like he's uh, just uh, you know, uh, dealing the game because you you sat at the tables before oh, yeah. they're, when they're, they just yeah. have dead eyes and they're just the you don't know what they're really thinking. They're just flipping cards. Thinking about you. Banks pedal monsters. That's what he's doing. Four point three liter V six in it, and uh, it is definitely sluggish. So hoping for sure that the uh, pedal monster helps us. I was gonna call in a long time ago, but. I didn't have a truck. I had a 2003 Jeep TJ that I spent two years restoring and building. It was a fun ride, but at the end of the day, it's a TJ, so it drove like crap. Hey, now. Um, that's all, guys. Just want to say keep up the good work. Love the show. Thanks for the uh, product recommendation. Hopefully it fixes all my problems. Call you guys back and let you know what, what I think. Five stars. Five star review! Five stars! Hey, guys. This is Sam Gosselin from Ontario. Ontario, Canada, giving you guys a call back here. Uh, ordered that pedal monster that you guys recommended. Uh, thank you, Lightning. Honestly, this is a it's a crazy crazy product. I I commute over 140 kilometers a day, and this completely transformed the truck, which is kind of weird to say, considering it's just like a throttle controller, right? But I only picked the truck up two weeks ago, and immediately I could tell. You know, that throttle, that throttle was going to be a problem. Um, it's definitely got that, that dead pedal at the beginning there. So, yeah, this, this fixed that right up. I've just got a 2014 Sierra. As you guys know, it's not a buyer's market for trucks right now. So, got a good deal on this guy. It's only a 4.3 V6, but, you know, it's good enough for what I'm doing. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, love the show. Five stars and a Finnegan. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Quite an endorsement right that there. That is quite an endorsement. And from a crappy old 4.3. <laughs> I know, right? He knows he's a, he's a little embarrassed of it, but he's like, yeah. no, it's a truck. Well, But he did th- the caveat was thrown in there. Not really a truck market, but I got this nice 4. Dude, uh, I'm telling you, it is not a buyer's market. No, this sucks. It is not. You, No one's getting anything for M- under you MSRP. See? Oh, no, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't texting you with this. My uh, buddy Lawson. He sent me a bring the bring a trailer on a uh, first. I think it was a first gen Tacoma. Um, so four by four extended cab, not a crew cab, not a double cab. And how does this thing end up on bring a trailer? There's a bunch of cool stuff. All those trucks on bring a trailer. This thing was super clean. I want to say maybe it's ninety thousand miles, so under hundred. 
uh, we were watching it. And he's like, dude, I, I, I boned out at $12,000. And we kept watching it. Do you know where that thing ended up at? I'm going to say 26 $30,000. Oh, my God. For, for a for first-gen Tacoma extended cab. What? Yeah. And you're just going, like, that's, what? that's just dumb. Right, because that is just it's, it's a great truck. Don't get me wrong, great truck. I, I, it's I, worth seven grand. Well, it's not nah, in California. That's twelve to yeah. fifteen. But this was, you know, quote unquote, on those Toyotas, anything under a hundred is pretty much low mileage. But I just, I just can't even believe like what people are willing to spend for those clean old Toyotas. It's just, uh, it's un- unbelievable. Oh, oh, found it. Ninety six Toyota Tacoma Extra Cab SR five. 4x4 V6, you can see it here. It's a white uh, with like the gold graphics and it has those yep. three split three spoke wheels that were uh, pretty uh, pretty common back then. This is a 3.4 liter V6. Uh, I believe this was a automatic. Uh, it is uh, automatic. Wow, and then it's I was, gutless I was on to, top of gross. Trying to find the, uh, the mileage on it, if I can confirm my story that I just told you. But um, look at how clean this interior is. I mean, it is, but so? and the truck is no rust. It's it's. It looks like it came off the showroom. Thirty thousand dollars, ninety six thousand miles, and so it sold on Bring a Trailer twenty nine thousand dollars. That isn't that that's wild. You could go get a new Ford Maverick, almost fully loaded, and have a warranty and and all that. Yeah, but that Toyota comes with CarPlay, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And Bluetooth, and power seats. <laughs> Hey, it's Jordan and Jordan from live from the Lone Star Throwdown in Conroe. Where are we? Conroe, Conroe, Texas. Conroe, Texas. Conroe, Texas. It's there. too damn cold. It's too damn cold it's to understand what's going cold. on right now. Are they drunk? Uh, I have no idea. Those are our our, our guys who uh, listen to the show. And uh, Jordan's, uh, I think he's on Hot Rod now. And uh, they went and uh, asked, hey, are you guys going down to Conroe? And I'm like, we're just, it just didn't work out this year. And he's like, well, I'm going down there. Do you want me to take some photos and do some truck stuff while I'm down there? I'm like, yes, please. So this is in the midst of that. I yep, can't yep. even mount my carabiners. I'm wearing two yep. pairs of pants. Yep. I've, all got, I've got two pairs of socks, and it's not doing good <laughs> enough. So. It's mud everywhere. Yeah, we figured yeah. we'd give you guys a call. It's the it's the Times 2 Jordan show now. Yeah. we got Jordan from Motor Trend and Jordan from... Takes on the truck meet. Yep. This is now Florida truck meet. We're going to start so, our own podcast. Yep. It's going to be the Jordan Truck Show podcast. We've come to the uh, conclusion now that uh, Texas people are crazy. That's not a horrible idea. Jordan and Jordan? Jordan and Jordan. Just the Jordan podcast. I'll pass. <laughs> no matter if it's 39 degrees out and cold and raining, they're still going to come out to a truck show. Exactly. And we're, we're, we saw people yesterday in shorts and like light t-shirts, and it was just as cold yesterday. There's a girl walking past right now with yoga pants on. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And we're not talking like insulated yoga pants at all. <laughs> I have to, no comment. I'm not allowed to comment as a Discovery employee. It's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> We love you guys. We saw each other. We were like, you know what? We better call in and leave a voice. They're seriously doing their own show. They are doing their They're own show on doing our show. show. Yeah. Sorry, we had to bleep uh, that past stuff uh, just because of uh, the sensors here at mm-hmm. the uh, corporate. There's an HR company. team that uh, listens to our show. That monitors uh, what we do here. Yeah. Uh, so we gave each other a big yeah, buddy. We we had to, we had to do this. Yep. You know, the power of two Jordans yep. on one truck show voicemail. It, it it can't get any better. You ready for this? I am ready for this. Yeah, thank you. 
Update time. Update. Update. So we're looking at uh, lifted lower track. What's, what's happening here? It's an entire podcast <laughs> over Google Voice. It's a podcast within a podcast. What is this, Inception? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you guys don't play us on the very next episode of Truck Show Podcast, John, I'm coming after you. Yep, you're fired. <laughs> Bye, guys. Not your parameters. So was this their attempt at uh, a, a, a pilot? Are they are they doing a podcast pilot on our show? This is one of those pilots that the networks don't pick up. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, ends up in the round file uh-huh. after being lit on fire and uh, tossed in the shredder. That just gets shelved. I'm not even going to give them a mounted parameters anything they ask for. You know what they get? Although next time you get COVID, I might uh, have Jordan come in. He he might work. Next time I get COVID, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you've uh, had it twice. It. No, I haven't. Oh, once. Oh, you're I'm sorry. I, I I'm clairvoyant. You're gonna have it again. I feel like version I'm, 51. I feel like I'm getting it now. Oh oh. All right, I gotta get out of here. <sighs> all right. Well, it's uh, version 51, closing out episode 217. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging with us. <laughs> What's are you fading over? <laughs> what just happened? The truck. Show the truck show the truck show. Oh, oh. Well, this uh, might be the uh, end of uh, episode two seventeen and of lightning. You know what? I was trying to keep it to myself this whole episode, where I was uh, I was muting my microphone. I yeah. was sucking down like half a Dr Pepper because I've got like oh my, dude, my Dr Pepper's is, medicinal properties so good. No, I'm serious. I, my my throat is. is Bowling. You almost didn't make it. Do you have strep? Uh, I might. I don't well, know. Or are you getting COVID again? I hope to be not getting COVID again. <laughs> uh, me too, because I'm in this uh, little dank room about three feet apart from you. So anyway, uh, lasted. Going to finish out the show to the very end. And uh, and, and thank Nissan. This is where we thank All right, Nissan. How about I just handle the rest of the show so that you don't have to uh, hurt your voice again? Oh, that's fine. All right. Hey, guys, if uh, you're in the market for a awesome pickup truck and from a company that has a great sense of humor, we know this because they've stuck with us for four years, head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build in price your Nissan Titan, your Nissan Titan XD, or the all-new Nissan Frontier. Great pickup trucks, reliable, affordable, and you can head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can test drive or see them in person. Just tell them Lightning sent you. And on that note, uh, the other place where you can say uh, Lightning sent me is mm-hmm. in Lightning's social DMs on Instagram, at LBC Lightning. Literally, the code word is Lightning sent me, because you're going to tell him that he sent you, and then you can ask for Banks products that he's going to give you a discount on. Because you know what, ah, don't sh- say that loudly. Sh- you can't talk right now. Don't say that I'm loudly. doing the show. You can't talk. I know, but like this has been, this has really worked. Like, yeah, I stop had talking. no idea you're that hurting so many your people would uh, slide into my DMs. <laughs> Lightning is going to take care of you, at LBC Lightning. Anyway, you can check out things like the Gen 2 Monster Ram, or the Banks Pedal Monster, or the iDash, or... The iDash Data Monster, where you can data log your vehicle for like five or six years and then figure out that you have too much data, if there's such a thing. Uh, Never too much data. Head over to BanksPower.com. You can check out all the different products they make or search by vehicle so you can see what products they have for your personal application. Again, that's BanksPower.com. All right. I am at Sean P. Holman. We are at Truck Show Podcast. I would say uh, at LBC Lightning again, but I already did. He just wants you to slide on and do it. Sounds gross when you say it. Does it? Yeah, it's it's weird. Creepy old. Your voice is way deeper tonight, by the way. It is a little bit. Because you're like, well, I started when I started the show, it was like I was doing a lot of squeaking. Yeah. It was like really high. Not anymore. And now it's just dust. Now I'm like a a chain smoker. Yeah. You are. I sound like a chain smoker, but I don't get, I don't have the cool factor of a chain smoker. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> the guys, the chain the guys, smokers have cool factors? Well, the ones that stand outside the bowling alley, they're like, what's up, bro? Do they have bowling alleys anymore? Uh, yeah, they do. Okay, they have bowling checking. alleys. There's always the guy hanging outside the bowling alley. Does he have a white shirt when his, uh, his sleeves are rolled up with a pack of cigarettes in him? Uh, yeah, and then he rolls in and he goes to the uh, the little store and he buys nachos with that cheese that's like gelatinous. <laughs> By the way, gelatinous. Yeah, never mind. I'm not going. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got some cool stuff coming on episode 218. We're just not going to tell you what it is right now because we want you to come back and figure it out on your own. Do we have our event dialed in now for uh, Goffs or uh, somewhere out in the Mojave Desert? Uh, just stay tuned for uh, OlafEvents.com. Uh, there'll be some uh, information posted for the uh, Mojave trip uh, in April. Uh, and then I talked to our good friend Rory. As soon as all the paperwork's dialed and everything, he's going to give, I believe, our guys a discount code to sign up. So we will report that as soon so as that goes wait, live. Wait, wait. Sign up for the event? For the event. Okay. Yeah. You sign up for the event. And Do then we know they'll... the dates? Can we at least tell them to reserve the dates? It's April mm-hmm, and I'm, mm-hmm. 22nd through the 24th. April 22nd through the 24th. It's going to happen out in Goffs. That's G-O-F-F. Goffs. And it's in, it's in California, G- right? G-O-F-F-S. Oh, it is. Goffs. Goffs. Yeah, Goffs. Yep, and that's off the uh, 40 in the middle of nowhere. So uh, come uh, come have a drink with us. Come hang out with us. No, uh, it's come camp with us. Olaf is going to be awesome. Yeah, you're, that, that's what it is. Overlanding Adventure Families. Come be Ol- part of our family. Overlanding as f- Yes, Overlanding Adventure Families. Go to OlafEvents.com. No. You know Be what part is. of Why our family. Why can't you just admit... That's what Be it is. It's part so much of cooler. our family by going camping with us. You get to deal with lightning for like seventy-two hours, which is way too long. Uh, and there's you'll be in the middle of the desert. There's nowhere to go. Uh, actually, there's going to be a ton of cool stuff going on there. Uh, everything from seeing a uh, blacksmith, stamp mills, some uh, guided tours of the Mojave Road. Um, anyway, will you bring brown water? Uh, of course. Okay. And so should our listeners. What will you be driving? Uh, Will you be driving the new no, the Raptor? No, I'll be in my jail. No, I got to camp. I got to bring my house with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, the jail. Mm. Yep. Because I think right after that, I head to Arizona for a trip. So <gasps> I am supposed to talk to you about a tent because uh, I think one of my kids heard the podcast of uh, you talking about that uh, that aluminum looking tent. Shift pod? Shift pod. Is it called a shift pod? Shift pod. Shift pod. Should we have Christian Weber, the owner and founder of Shift Pod, come on? Is that interesting to our truck people? Because um, it's pretty I cool. I think enough of our truck people, our listeners, are outdoorsmen. It's sort of truck adjacent, but they're awesome. They're the best tents ever. Well, I need to talk him into uh, loaning or giving me a tent because the Coleman tent that I have leaves something to be desired. I might be able to help you. Okay. Perhaps. Well... Let's have your buddy on and extol the virtues of the shift pod. What's it called again? <laughs> it's the shift pod. Shift pod. Yeah. Okay. Check them out. They're pretty rad. They look like they're lunar rovers that have landed. They're uh, double insulated, uh, zip out floor for cleaning. They fold up uh, in like the way a folding chair would fold up. Uh, they're reflective on the outside and they are dark. There's no light that leaks in. So none of that like sun coming up at 630. Uh, you will be thinking it's 10 o'clock at night at 10 o'clock in the morning. So if Except gets, they get really hot in the desert I was going to say, if it gets really hot, then does, yeah. it, does all the moisture from your uh, your hot breath no, go to no, the no, top no. and then they're, they're and big. drip no, back no, no, down no. on you? No, no, It's only – you could open them up and vent them out and all that stuff. Uh, they were made for um, firefighters and also for Burning Man out in the desert. So that reflective coating really helps. But they are insulated, so your body heat that you're making stays in them. So anyway, they're quiet. They're wind-resistant. 
Shift pod. Check him out. The guy named Holman across from me won't let me stay in his tent above his JL. So I've nope. got a uh, roof uh, does not uh, hold that much weight. What are you saying? Uh, you and I are exceed the <laughs> capacity of my roof. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks for listening. Did you say? Did you say thanks for listening? No. I said <laughs> thanks for listening. I, think I, I thought you said thanks no. for listening. I'm gonna say it again. I'm like that was subliminal. Thanks for listening. What are you, Joe Biden now? Whispering to people? <laughs> did you knock that off? Go, Brandon. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Yeah. 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 Me one more time. I can't even say shit right now. <laughs>